You're listening to News9 Live podcast. I'm Neha Bhan. As the war drags on in Ukraine, the frustration of Russian President Vladimir Putin is clearly showing. The war, which broke out in February this year, has taken a huge toll on both sides. Amidst this, Putin has often resorted to nuclear threats, sending the world into panic mode. The question is, Will his frustration and the inability to make quick gains drive him to use nuclear weapons? To decode the big question, joining me on this podcast is General Atahasnan, former GUC Chinar Corps, who has followed this conflict for long. Welcome, General Hasnan. Thank you. So help us understand, why is Russian President Vladimir Putin making nuclear threats? Should the world take such threats seriously? Thank you, Neha, uh, for having me on this program. I think it's a very important issue that you all are explaining to the public. Right, as far as your question is concerned, well, in the domain and realm of nuclear, if threats are made, anyone has to take it seriously. Right. Because uh, a one-off incident of this kind can set off a cascade of events which can be unstoppable, uncontrollable. So having said that, the prime reason why President Putin is resorting to this is uh, that there was a perception that Russia, a former superpower, now a middle power, uh, an energy-rich power, technologically, by reputation, supposed to have a very advanced set of armed forces, an organized, a set of armed forces which uh, during the Cold War had set many, many doctrines including that of nuclear warfare. With all that reputation, it was expected that Russia versus Ukraine would be a cakewalk, a military right. cakewalk. It did not happen. Right. And the Russians at the end of, uh, well, eight months, we are entering into the ninth month now, are at the end of their tether. It's not as if the Russians have been defeated. It's not as if the Ukrainians have won. Yeah. There are, this situation is still a, um, you know, a no victor, no vanquished kind of a situation. But President Putin feels that he can use the threat of nuclear weapons, perhaps, to uh, draw a psychological advantage, put some pressure on the Western powers, on NATO. Everyone uh, is afraid of the, the N-word, the November word, as it's called, the nuclear word. Everyone is afraid. No one wants weapons of mass destruction to be used anywhere in the world. Uh, the last time they were used was in 1945, and the world has managed to keep it contained since then. So uh, it's a psychological thing also where Putin is sending home a message that if a push comes to shove, then he will take the last resort and use nuclear weapons to actually target uh, some Ukrainian facilities, etc. What is very, very disconcerting in this war is the uh, freedom with which uh, Russia particularly, and I would say to some extent both sides, have used uh, civilian resources or population as targets, cities as targets, infrastructure as targets. This is not something which is done in war. Right, in war, you target your military means, your military resources, and then look for victory. But uh, this seems to have become a war without much ethics at the moment. Right, sir. So, is you know, is this also a result of a powerful leader being cornered? Yes, I would say that by reputation, Mr. Putin at the moment is under pressure. 
we do not know what the real internal situation within Russia is. But I dare say he's still very stable. He has the support of the Russian people by and large. But this is not something that he wants to lose. Now, he's been in power for very long. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got a reputation within, his, uh, within Russia itself. He's a former uh, intelligence man, so he understands national security, understands these things very well. And at the end of it, not to be making headway against a nation of, well, 40, 45 million people, Ukraine, and not meeting your military objectives or your political objectives in a period of eight months mm -hmm. is causing some consternation uh, among his people and perhaps within his mind too. Right. So yes, uh, Mr. Putin is clearly under pressure, but uh, whether he will resort to the uh, nuclear option, press the nuclear button, uh, is still a matter of uh, reasoning. I do not think that is going to come about. Sir, is this the last resort for Putin, issuing nuclear threats? No, not really. There is a spectrum of options that he's got. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would say uh, at the end of the day, conflict termination with the use of nuclear weapons is no guarantee of any success for Mr. Putin. After all, you must remember that you are not dealing uh, with a situation in which your adversaries do not have nuclear weapons. You see, in this case, NATO has obviously not uh, entered into the conflict, but NATO is uh, almost in indirectly involved with everything. Supplies, supply chain management, training, equipment, everything, is, uh, everything NATO is involved with. Now, uh, if you expect that a the virtual uh, NATO ally, and Ukraine has virtually become an ally at the moment, is targeted uh, with the nuclear weapons, whether tactical or whatever it may be, probably start with tactical if it has to ever, then uh, the, the uh, uh, options for response are huge. You've got a whole spectrum. Right. The old principles uh, of nuclear warfare have always been that you use a trigger against me and I will go in for massive retaliation which Thanks. means that I will virtually vaporize you. So it's a question of who uses the weapon first. Now, NFU, no first use. That is the policy which India use, has today, a declared policy of no first use. In that, we have ethics. We have uh, we put the moral pressure on the on the adversary, put the moral pressure on the rest of the world, because we, we say very clearly, we are not going to use a nuclear weapon first. Mm -hmm. Let someone else first think of using it against us. We will respond and we will have the, all the options for response. Okay. In this case, all the options for response lie with NATO. And uh, I don't think any other country, China or anyone, is going to enter in it to support uh, Mr. Putin from an ethical point of view or anything. We have seen the recent statements at the uh, Shanghai Cooperation Organization meeting where Prime Minister Modi was there, where, where President uh, Xi Jinping was there, okay. who also, I think, issued a reasonable amount of, not warnings, but cautionaries to uh, President Putin at that time that this is not the season for war. We are in the post-COVID period. This is the time for recovery. The world must recover from its economic comedowns. And uh, all that has happened in the last three years, the energy crisis which we are facing, all this must, we must return from all this. Then perhaps we can look at uh, resolving these geopolitical issues. So I don't think uh, this is the last resort for Mr. Putin. As such. Right. We can always come back to the negotiating table. There are ways and means to find solutions. And I think um, 
Mr. Modi's, uh, our Honorable Prime Minister's uh, suggestion to him was a very, very noble, well-considered suggestion that this is not the season for, for war. Please look at other means of resolving these issues and we can, we can look at these things much later. Right, sir. So what would be the nature of nuclear weapons used, if in case it comes to that? And under what circumstances do you think they would be used? See, um, uh, what is ruled out is obviously strategic weapons as a start. I mean, no one is going to start using strategic weapons, I think. Uh, at least I hope uh, rational and reason prevails mm -hmm. all through. So obviously the trigger, if at all, let's look at it hypothetically, if at all has to be used, is to gain some tactical advantage on right, the sir. field. Now, uh, the Russians could use tactical nuclear weapons, but I think people should understand that the use of a tactical nuclear weapon really gives you, I mean, it's not as if you're using mass uh, number of uh, uh, tactical nuclear weapons in a given area. You may use it for demonstration. Right, sir. See, in this, you have to demonstrate that you have the will to use it. Well, the world is going to climb on you ethically. I perceive Russia tomorrow could be, I mean, the world could come together and throw out the Russians from the United Nations for all you know. Right. That's the kind of pressure that they are going to come under if they resort to uh, the, the nuclear option at all. Well, having said that, a one-time use of a, of a tactical nuclear weapon against a, a small tank force or something in an area may destroy five, six, seven tanks. Uh, that's about all. It may cause some casualties, there will be some radiation, depending on the flow of wind, right. uh, it, the, the radiation may spread a little bit here and there. But uh, beyond that, to think that all along the front, where counter-offenses or so-called reports are going on from the Ukrainian armed forces, that you're going to resort to nuclear weapons to stop this, I am sorry, that is far-fetched, and people who talk about that have no idea what nuclear weapons are. All right, sir. So could you tell us in detail about tactical nukes? Do you see them as a viable option or not? See, a uh, viable option, as I said just now, it's a question of how you use it, mm -hmm. question of how what numbers you use it in. But um, I think all principles, uh, all doctrines of the world will tell you that uh, uh, weapons of mass destruction are not used in that particular pattern. It is to stop maybe an offensive or something like that. Yes, they could stop uh, one or two offensives of the Ukrainians if they're making deep ingress. Mm -hmm. First of all, uh, the Ukrainian counter-offensives are not making deep ingress. They're only going up to some limited areas, front lines, etc. Even the artillery uh, placements of the Russians uh, are still seem to be where they are. They are within range. They are targeting uh, many of the cities which are there at the moment. So uh, I don't uh, think that, uh, that uh, these weapons are really going to be used in any great... Uh, tactical, operational, or strategic way, it is all primarily for demonstration to show a will. That if it push comes to shove, if the Russians are going to get defeated, mm -hmm. uh, Putin is going to use, use these kind of weapons more for his personal ego to make sure that the message to say that Russia got defeated uh, in the battlefield under his presidency, that message is never left behind for posterity or um, as a legacy. These are all legacy issues and reputations which leaders normally resort to. Thank so you. I have my doubt this thing will really happen. It is, you've seen that in this war, one of the things which has really stood out is this whole aspect of information and psychological warfare. 
sending home messages, uh, telling the public something. You know, it, it is a subtle way of of influencing. And uh, so this this resort to speaking about uh, tactical about uh, nuclear weapons from time to time or nuclearization of the conflict is one of those means, one of those means of imposing uh, influence and, and, and psychological pressure with the hope that this will come to an end very soon. Right, sir. Finally, uh, sir, do such instances of nuclear brinkmanship risk normalizing nuclear weapon use in one form or another? Well, the last time we really had a, a big exercise, should I say, in brinkmanship was the Cuban Missile Crisis way back in 19... 19- 62. If you remember the placement of missiles in Cuba um, to target the to target the U.S. mainland, and was discovered, and, uh, and uh, there was a time when uh, actually uh, the U.S. actually opened fire also on a on a particular on a US, on, a, on a Russian submarine in the waters uh, around Cuba. That was the kind of brinkmanship we resorted to. It was called the Bay of Pigs. Uh, incident, a very, very famous campaign. Um, but uh, the Americans managed to finally see, get, a, get a solution out of it. They got those missiles placed, got, got, out, got them out from Cuba. Uh, they had some kind of a unwritten agreement to pull back some missiles from uh, some American NATO missiles from NATO uh, and from, I think, Germany too, some of them. So that was the last incident that really happened. Thereafter, we have seen uh, but we haven't really witnessed any major threats of that kind. If you really see the India-Pakistan environment is one, which people love to war game and put, do scenario building and things like that. But here too, uh, there really has been no brinkmanship as such. So even today, what is happening in uh, in Ukraine is cannot be defined as brinkmanship at all. Right, sir. In fact, uh, what the Americans are doing is they are monitoring. And they've got all the means to monitor. And uh, I think they have, President Biden has virtually certified that so far they have no evidence to say that any nuclear resources of Russia have really been moved or activated or anything of that kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a whole command and control organization which goes behind this. It's not just that there are missiles and someone said, tell them to fire. There's a whole command and control organization behind it. There's a whole political organization which looks at this entire thing. So there's a whole process behind this, which people have to understand. Over a period of time, the world has built up a lot of safeguards, lot of safeguards. Right, sir. Uh, at the moment, it is sounding very romantic to people to talk about nuclear warfare because this is something which has not been spoken of for long. Right, sir. Right. I would say, tell people, hold your horses. Um, be cautioned. Uh, I don't think we are heading towards anything like this. Okay, sir. But that rare chance of someone going off the line completely and trying to press an odd button can always be there. I mean, to sum it up, sir, Putin be can't be taken lightly is what you're saying. I agree with you. With the situations where, where countries are na- armed with nuclear weapons can never be taken. Correct. And should never be taken. Right, sir. You can basically, you must remember the principle. I think the public must remember the principle. You choose to go nuclear so that you never have to use a nuclear weapon. Right, right. I'll wrap up on that note. Thank you, General Hasnan, for joining me. Thank you, everyone, for listening.
Thank you. Thank you very much.